Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. Now, the majority of New Year's resolutions, as I've said, will tend to fail the first few weeks into February. It's not known exactly why, but we think that these four areas of lacking being specific, setting yourself unrealistic expectations, lacking accountability and having that all or nothing mentality can lead to very unrealistic approaches. Welcome back to another astonishing episode of the Menopause Coach podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston, the Menopause Coach. As the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, many of us around the world are enthusiastically embarking on the tradition of setting our New Year's resolutions for the upcoming year. Something that we've all kind of grown up with, right? Thinking about what is our New Year's resolutions. Some of you might already be thinking about them. Others may be just completely ostriching, burying our heads in the sand. Yeah, not even want to think about it. But despite this initial burst of motivation that we all have come the end of December into January, the research actually indicates that a significant number of resolutions fail by February. Now, in this episode, we will explore the reasons behind the high failure rate of New Year's resolutions and advocate for a more effective approach, which I'm going to share with you on how I have never set a New Year's resolution for the last five years because of this exact reason. Yeah, setting one main goal with three sub goals to increase the likelihood of your success in achieving. And I want to share this with you with a bit of a story. And the story always helps, right, to bring it to life. But when we set ourselves resolutions, the psychology behind this resolution always indicates to us that there is a sense of lack yeah, a lack of. So it might be restriction. We may restrict ourselves and think, I want to insert resolution here, lose weight in 2024. I want to have better success or change my career, or I want to settle down in a relationship. You may have a bit of a generalized nature to your goal. And the story behind all of this is that when we are super specific with what we want to achieve, we are like, I would like to get a yellow car specific, then we are more likely to achieve these goals. Now, years ago, before I actually started up my own business, I've had failed businesses in the past. This is not my first rodeo in business. And I learned very quickly from that, that we cannot just wing through having an idea yeah, we can't just say I quite fancy doing this thing and actually I'm just going to see what happens. That is how my first business failed. My second business wasn't so much a failure because there was a bit more specifics around the goals and the steps and the strategy. But again, still learning, there wasn't clear direction. And eventually I realized that I had built a business that was profitable, but wasn't enjoyable. So again, there became a point where it was, a, I am going to step away from this because it is not fun. And fun is one of my biggest core values. It is not healthy. And health is another one of my big core values. And it's not giving me freedom. I was literally stapled to a desk 
and the post office because it was a physical product that I was shipping out to people. And it wasn't enjoyable and freedom, again, is one of my core values in life. So fun, health, freedom. If I'm not having all of these things inside my goals, inside the way that I live, inside the way that I run business, then it's not enjoyable for me. And inevitably, it will result in burnout, it will result in unhappiness, and it will result in me stepping away from that goal that I had. So we have to get very clear around when to step away. That's important. And if we're not aligned with our values and those values help drive our vision and what we refer to as our North Star inside my space and energies, then what's it for? So let's get clear around all of this. Once I started to understand what my vision, values and boundaries were in life and in business, that is when my success started to skyrocket. And certainly it may look like on the outside when you look into, yeah, the joys of social media, right? When you look outside, inside, you may think, oh, she's not very long in business and she's having great success. I've been in business myself and had businesses on the side of my corporate jobs for over 15 years. And we've got to appreciate that I didn't only learn about business in my degree at at university, but I also learned by doing. Okay, yes, it's different. When we think about theory to actually doing is entirely different. And actually, I remember sitting inside one of our um, tutorials. Now, we had lectures and tutorials. The lectures were like you see in all the American movies, yeah, inside the big lecture theatre, one lecturer, about a million students all facing in the semicircle. It's a pretty cool lecture theatre, actually. And then we had the tutorials, which were smaller classroom style with maybe about 20, 30 people inside that room. And I remember inside the tutorial, so the smaller room, the tutor was talking about entrepreneurship and how we just have to follow these steps to then basically build a business, a very successful business and lead a really happy entrepreneurial, successful and financially stable life. And I remember sitting thinking, well, that's brilliant, but why are you not then a very successful entrepreneur having built a very successful business and earning all this money. And I asked them the question, not from a facetious position, but more from a, I'm just inquisitive. I'm querying this. If what you've said on screen is as simple as you've made it sound, why do you not have a business? It wasn't well received. Let's just leave it there. But this is the way that my brain works. So it's very much around, yes, there is theory, But there is also then getting your feet dirty and really getting involved and understanding what feels good for you. Now, over the years of having businesses, I have learned there is not just one way of initially starting building and growing your business. But the one core element to all of this is clarity in your direction. That is what will give you the success. It's not about what systems you have or what shiny new object or thing you have purchased. It's not even about your logo. It's not about your branding. Yeah, these are two different things. But when we think about what it is that gives us success, it is clarity in the direction that we go, our North Star. And as long as we are needle moving, yeah, needle movers only. I have this post-it note on my goal board every year, needle movers only. 
because we can become very blinkered, we can miss opportunities, and we can also become very disillusioned when we are not clear on how we are going to show up. And some days, some days, here's a truth bomb, get ready for it, it's going to feel hard. Other days, it's going to feel so entirely easy and simple that you're like, oh my God, yes, the universe is so on my side today. And then there's everything in between. So it's really being realistic with yourself. It's appreciating that, yes, we have 365 new, fresh possibilities and opportunities that are just about to unlock for us on the 1st of January. But you know what? Some of those you're going to spend in your PJs watching movies. Others you're going to spend really thrashing out your goals and achieving greatness. And then others are going to be everything in between because this is life and life is about living. Life is about saying yes to the opportunities and possibilities that are needle movers, but they're also about saying no to the things that are not. Life is about saying yes to things that feel entirely wild and just completely crazy for you that you're like do you know I've always wanted to do this thing like I've always wanted to jump off the cliff into the water but you know my brain starts to tell me well what if what if there's rocks beneath it what if you don't clear those rocks what if there's a shark (laughs) what if there's seaweed oh my god I hate seaweed what if there's seaweed under there and it tickles my feet and I absolutely freak out But then what if you jump in and it's the most exhilarating experience of your life? Safety first. I do not condone you jumping off cliffs if it's not safe to do so. But this is just an example of the fact that we will hold ourselves back from making decisions and doing things because we are fearful. So I want to speak to you directly today as we come into this fresh new opportunity about the pitfalls of New Year's resolutions and the power of focused goal setting. This has been something that completely changed my success trajectory when I learned this, not through theory, through doing. So let's do, let's do the do together. So when we think about the downfall of New Year's resolutions, here's a few things that I want to just start this episode off with for you. When we are really, really lacking in specifics, this is one common pitfall of all New Year's resolutions and they're often extremely vague and can be very generalised in nature. Um, Might be, you know, we used one earlier on, like I want to lose weight or I want to exercise more. But being very specific around this is what will make it more successful. Being vague is what makes it challenging to create a clear path and plan of action. Without that concrete roadmap, then you are going to find yourself getting overwhelmed. You're going to find yourself questioning your ability. You're going to be unsure of where to begin, how to get started, how to continue. Accountability, all of these things are going to lead to frustration and eventually you're going to abandon the resolution. So instead of that, we get to think about, we understand that lacking specifics are going to result in abandonment of the goal or the resolution. Instead, be specific. If you want to lose weight, and I'm just using this as an example because around 92% of the women that we speak to now are coming to us for weight loss. So having a consideration around the fact that that's not actually your resolution, 
your goal needs to be deeper than that. It needs to be more connective than I want to lose weight. Okay, fine. But do you want to lose weight or do you want to lose body fat? When you want to lose body fat, do you want to lose that around the visceral fat cells? So the the fat cells that we deem to be quite unhealthy and risky to health and life because that grows around the organs. Do you want to make sure that we reduce that if it's quite high right now? Well, okay, maybe your bigger goal then is health. Maybe your bigger goal is leading a really abundant, happy life. So actually, it's not the weight loss that's your goal. It's health. It's really enhancing you and leading a healthy, happy, abundant life. So we do that through multiple different strategies. And the weight loss just happens as part of that. How cool is this? So see how we need to be specific. If we have unrealistic expectations, this is another reason that resolutions will fail all for or falter. And the tendency for us as human beings is to set very unrealistic goals for ourselves. Okay, we get to do that. Yeah, I call it set your good, set your best and set your better. So we've always got three levels of goal. The good is the one that we're like, oh, I think I can achieve that. I think I'm, I think that's my safety. I'm going to achieve that. Yeah, definitely going to do that one. My good goal is going to be achieved. But what we're always doing is we're aiming for the top level one. Yeah, we're aiming for the good, the best, the better. We're aiming up to the better and we're probably going to market it in the middle. And that's super cool because we go, we go in one better than the good. I hope I've not lost you in that. So another reason then is the tendency to set these unrealistic goals. And while the start of the new year can bring us this kind of renewal and optimism, we can feel really like, yes, I'm ready, I'm raring to go. It's so important that we set achievable objectives for ourselves. So I would love for you to take away setting this realistic expectation for yourself. Because if we don't and we're unrealistic, it can lead to feelings of inadequacy and failure. And ultimately, that is going to completely corrode our motivation and have us again abandon the resolution or the goal. If we have lack of accountability, which I mentioned, this can really, really falter a lot of resolutions early on. So we can have this motivation over January, we can show up, we can do the do. And then normally by the second Friday in February, most of these resolutions start to falter and fail and people will step away from the sense of commitment. The accountability is not there. The lack of external accountability and validation is not there. So without support or a support system through either a group or a community or someone like a coach or a mentor to check in on your progress, to give you clear direction if you start to come off track, becomes so much easier for you to just say, well, I tried and it's just not working for me. Or I'm just going to take a small break from this and I'll come back to it next week. And next week never comes around for you. So we can get faced with many challenges and setbacks if we don't have adequate levels of accountability in place. And it's proven that those with accountability of some kind will be way more successful with their goals. For many of the ladies that we support inside Adele Johnston Coaching, it's an all or nothing mentality. And I'm sure if you are nodding away to me right now going, oh my gosh, Adele, it's like you're speaking to me. I fully hear you because this is me. New Year's resolutions often bring about an all or nothing mentality. If we have a goal, let's use the weight loss one again. 
to lose some weight or lose some body fat. What can happen here is we can start out with our initial planning and we may look at some steps and strategies that we need to put in place for that. And inevitably, one of them is going to be about a little bit of an increase in our frequency for working out and for movement and exercise. And another one may be then around our nutrition and our food and calorie intakes. And what can happen is we can set this unrealistic all or nothing expectation that lacks accountability, that doesn't have specifics. And all of a sudden we're telling ourselves we need to train five, six, seven times a week and we need to eat lettuce and salads and minimal amounts of calories. And we can't say yes to the nights out or the alcohol or any of the things that we enjoy to do with friends and family. And we master it and we get through January and then we hit February and think, Jesus, have I really got another 11 months of this? And it becomes hard because we've gone all or nothing. So this black and white way of thinking can be so detrimental in the long term for your success. Instead, we teach a strategy around balancing it. Yeah, this is not an all or nothing. It's about having daily habits and allowing ourselves the ability for the body to adapt. So adaptation into the goal setting is vital. Now, the majority of New Year's resolutions, as I've said, will tend to fail the first few weeks into February. And it's common knowledge, it's known. It's not known exactly why, but we think that these four areas of lacking being specific, setting yourself unrealistic expectations, lacking accountability and having that all or nothing mentality can lead to very unrealistic approaches. And that can be challenging, right? It's it's hard. It can be hard, but it doesn't have to be. This is what's really important. And one reason that we find for this pattern initially is the surge of motivation that comes and enthusiasm that accompanies the start of a brand new year because we're like, great, new year, new me. But you're not you're not new. You've got a brand new 12 months or 365 days of opportunity and possibility there in front of you. Yes. But guess what? You have to choose. You have to choose to make change. You have to choose to enhance where things are for you. The motivation and enthusiasm is there, but we might struggle to sustain that, especially if it requires a lot of effort and commitment over an extended period of time. That's where the kink in the chain comes. Because you don't just change at the stroke of midnight on the 31st of December into the 1st of January. Your learned behaviours are still the same. Your vibrational energies, if you've not worked on them, are still the same. So in making a choice to change, you have to embody it. You really have to embody it or it won't happen. And the initial excitement will wane and the reality of the challenge sets in and we find it difficult to maintain that momentum. And lasting change can be hard. Now, several studies that I've read have suggested that the failure of these resolutions is often linked to factors like what we've covered here. Yeah, the expectations, setting specifics, Not having sufficient support and accountability is one of the big ones. We need our cheerleaders. We need someone to give us direction. And we really need to understand where our common pitfalls are going to fall and we need to be honest with them. We can't hide from where we know we're going to be a little bit wavering. 
And this is important. We cannot set ourselves goals that feel like they're punishing. They just will not be successful. So I want to chat now about the power of focused goal setting and how we should be approaching this. And I'm very mindful when I use the word should, because should almost brings the true or false, pass or fail type mentality to this. But this is the right word to use for this. The power of focused goal setting should include the following. We need clarity and we need to be precise with how we are setting one main goal, just one. I literally want to invite you to think about if you could achieve one thing in 2024 as you're listening to this at the end of 23, what is the one main goal that you want to be achieving for yourself? And then you're going to break that down into three sub goals. And this approach really encourages us to define our objectives with greater detail, making it easier for us to look at a step-by-step plan for achievement. So let's not try to boil the ocean here. Pick one main goal and segregate that into three subsections. We want to be realistic so we can achieve it. So focusing on that goal, being realistic and achievable around your objectives or the things you're going to do, and then breaking down into smaller manageable sub goals. This allows for that gradual progression. Yeah, it helps you to really boost your confidence and show that you are worthy, capable, able, your motivation will grow. And as your motivation grows, your confidence will soar. And as your confidence will soar, you will achieve way more. Oh, it's a little rhyme. I love it. And then we get to build in the accountability to this. Yeah, so get clarity, be realistic and get accountability. If you can share your goals and your progress with a community, a supportive individual or a network, you're going to create a system of accountability. Even the simple question of how are you getting on with and you feeling like, whoa, yeah, I'm being seen, like I can't hide. This external support can provide so much encouragement and guidance to help with your motivation. And you know what? Things are going to feel tough at points. So you're going to have to overcome obstacles to stay on track and having someone or a network that supports with that is going to make this way more successful for you. Being adaptable and having inner resilience. This is probably one of the biggest things that I share, even with my ladies when we are doing our vision, values and boundaries work. The three sub-goal approach promotes adaptability and resilience. Okay, having one main goal with three sub-goals. If faced with challenges or setbacks, or should I say when, because it does happen, yeah, it happens, then we get to reassess, we get to revisit, we get to modify, and we get to continue working towards the main big goal. So these sub goals almost become like the bumpers at the, um, if we go bowling, yeah, the bumpers at the side that keep the ball rolling down to hit the skittles. That's what we need. So flexibility in this is going to sustain your success. So adaptability and resilience is probably big, big words in this. But goal setting being such a powerful tool. Goal setting over setting your New Year's resolutions for sure. It's going to help you massively to be way more effective and can significantly increase your chances for success. Yeah, so I want to chat now about some strategies. We want to be specific. We've touched on this already, but when we talk about being specific, 
you want to define your goals very clearly. Vague goals like I want to get in shape or I want to save some money or I want to move house. They lack being specific. So instead, we want to make your goals specific. We want to make your goals very measurable. We want to make sure that they are achievable. We want to make sure they're relevant. Are you doing them for you or are you doing them for external validation? Ouch, right? Stingy. But ask yourself that question. Who are you doing it for or what are you doing it for? And they must have a time-bound element to them. So in short, for those of you that are familiar with this, they are SMART goals. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time-bound. Nothing new here. We know this, right? You're like, Adele, I know about SMART goals. Okay, I hear you. But do you use them? Do you set out your own goals clearly defined or do you make them very vague? So here's an example, because we've been in the weight loss um, category, I want to share this one with you. So rather than, I want to lose weight, here's an example of a smart weight loss goal. I want to lose 10 pounds in the next three months by exercising three times a week and making sure I have a balanced nutritional diet very specific. We want to lose 10 pounds. Great. We want to do it in the next three months. There's the time bound element. We're going to exercise three times a week. That's achievable. And we're going to adopt a nice balanced diet through nutrition. So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. I want you to really take this on board and try it for yourself. Number two in the goal setting powerful tool strategy list. Start with a vision. It's no accident when I talk about vision, values and boundaries. When we understand the broader picture of what we want to achieve, our vision, your goals should align with your longer term vision for your life, your career, your values. Yeah, consider what success looks like for you and what you want to build that around in your vision for yourself. What does it mean? When I talk about one of my values being freedom, my vision for that freedom is I will not be tied to one place. I definitely was a bird in my previous life (laughs) or some kind of animal that could just travel. So being able to work from anywhere in the world is really important to me because I love culture. I love being able to explore the culinary delights of being away in a foreign country, the the weather, the, the culture change and everything about it, like the smells, the colours, the vibrancy, everything about being in a different place or a different country is really inviting for me. And it's part of my top three values, freedom. So being free to be able to take my laptop and my mobile devices and making sure that I've set the business up in a way that actually, regardless of where I am, as long as I have access to Wi-Fi, I can run my business. And that was really mindfully done. It was done with vision for values and aligned with boundaries. That's important. So aligning your long-term vision with your overall life goals or career goals or business goals, don't build something by accident. Build it with purpose on purpose. So start with a vision. We then want to point three, break it down. Yeah, large goals are just way overwhelming. 
And they definitely have us look at them going, there's no way I'm going to do that. Like, oh yeah, that feels a bit icky. So breaking them down into smaller, more manageable tasks or more manageable sub-goals not only make it an easier process for you to really absorb, but also make it way less daunting. So clear roadmap for yourself. Make it easier to track your progress. Then we want to number four, prioritise that. Not all goals are equal. (laughs) All right, you want to identify out of those goals, what is the most important or what gives you the most energy or focus? What do you feel most excited about? You get to make that decision, but don't shy away from the ones that give you fear. They're the outside comfort zone ones, but it ensures that you're directing your efforts towards what truly matters and increases your likelihood of success. Number five, be realistic with these goals. Yes, aim for the sky. In fact, aim for the the universe. Aim for as far and as wide as you want to go. But be very realistic about what you can achieve in the 365 opportunities ahead of you. It might be that one of your big, big goals is like a five or a 10 or a 20 year goal. And we can have those. But actually to make them realistic and achievable, we need to be clear around what can be achieved within 12 months. Setting overly ambitious goals can lead you to be so frustrated and feel like a failure. So consider your current skill set, capabilities, resources, time constraints. Yeah, do you need to delegate? Do you need to subcontract? And this is not even just in the space of, I want you to consider this for a life perspective. Do you need to subcontract and bring someone into your life that can help you? Do you need a personal assistant. The personal assistant life is not just for someone who is in business on themselves or with themselves. It's also about those ladies, and I'm speaking to you, that are in your corporate careers, that are trying to spin all the plates and juggle all the balls. Maybe you need a PA. Maybe you need a chef. Maybe you need a cleaner. Maybe you need a home help. Maybe you just need someone to help you to organize your life. Yeah, shit gets hard. And we get to have help with that. So again, set realistic goals and ask for help where you need it to achieve. Create your action plan, number six. We want to be specific. We want to look at on what days are we doing what things realistically. And we want to build in self-care slots. If we are not building in time for us, we are on the road to burnout. And that is not a pretty journey. Number seven we're going up to 10, by the way, establish accountability. So you need to share your goals with someone that you trust. Okay, this can be a friend, as long as that friend is either at level with you with regards to their enthusiasm and ambition, or a level above you. We always want to surround ourselves with those that are equal or above our ambition levels. It's amazing what it does finding a friend, a family member or a mentor. So vital. Do not skip point seven. Having someone that can really help you and hold you accountable is going to massively transform what you do. Trust me on this one. Number eight, please measure your progress. Regularly assessing this. This might be weekly, it might be monthly, it might be quarterly. It doesn't matter. But depending upon what your goal is, 
you must set milestones and track them. Yeah. KPIs, key performance indicators. We want to make sure that when we are measuring everything, we are measuring it right. Have I improved? Yeah. Has my sleep rating improved? Has my waist and hip ratio decreased because I'm on a weight loss journey? Do I look well? Yeah. If I'm looking for healthier, happier body, do I look well? All these things are so important. Number nine, stay positive, but flexible. Expect the unexpected. Obstacles and setbacks are part of this journey. You are still a powerhouse female when you come up against obstacles. And the way that I look at these and how I express them to my clients is we are going to come up against speed bumps in the road, but they are never going to be a roadblock. We are going to be able to go over them or we're going to be able to go around them, but they are going to happen. So maintaining that positive mindset and being adaptable in your approach to learn from your challenges. You will make mistakes, but let's not see them as failures. Let's see them as progression. Number 10, celebrate. Oh my word, we do not do enough of this. Acknowledge your successes and celebrate them, no matter how big, how small or in between. Everything is a celebration when it's a step forward. Everything is a celebration, even when we think we've stumbled or fallen. So recognize your achievements and help yourself to reinforce that positivity. That's what keeps you motivated. Now, remember, effective goal setting is an ongoing process. This isn't something you just master. It's not a one and done. Okay, I want you to regularly review, regularly update your goals, revisit them, look at them and think, wow, like this felt like such a big goal for me at the start of the year. I'm six months in and I've achieved it. How frigging cool is that? Right? You get to do this. So revisit them, adjust them, ensure that they remain relevant. As you grow, your goals will need to grow. They're not just there in laminate. Yeah. You get to change them. You get to enhance as you grow. So these will guide you towards your success. Use them as your compass But please, please, please think about these 10 actionable points, these strategies that you are going to look at doing. Be specific. Start with a vision. Break that down. Prioritize and be realistic. Create your action plan. Establish accountability. Measure progress. Stay flexible. And celebrate the bejesus out of your accomplishments. So while the tradition of setting a New Year's resolution is always going to be here, we get to break the mould. We get to change that. We get to say no to, yeah, I'm not doing a New Year's resolution this year, which is what I've said for the last five years, probably more. But we get to recognise that For lasting success, it's important that we have a focused goal. One main goal with three sub-goals, providing structure and a bit of a strategic framework, like the 10 points that I've just shared. And by doing this, being specific, being real, getting accountability, maintaining your mental resilience and stability, you're going to navigate your pathway over the next year with so much success. You're going to come back and revisit 
your journal entries and be like, holy heck, like, wow, I've achieved that. And actually, when I was writing it, it was such a stretched goal. You're going to have so much more confidence and you're going to achieve so much more for the years ahead of you, decades ahead of you by trying this out this year. So I have a question. Are you ready to ditch New Year's resolutions and adopt the power of focused goal setting through your vision, values and boundaries work? I hope you've just said hell yes, Adele. (laughs) I'm going to give you a chance. Are you a hell yes? And I want you to say it out loud because if you don't say it out loud, the universe does not hear you. She does not follow through for you. So again, are you ready to ditch the New Year's resolutions and adopt the power of focused goal setting? Hell yes, I am. I hear you. Amazing. Okay. I really, really hope that this episode has given you some guidance, has given you something to think about. If you're feeling motivated and excited right now, then take a deep breath in and get started. If you're feeling overwhelmed and thinking, I do not even know where to begin, reach out to me and ask me to send you an overview of these steps and I will do that. You can reach me at my email directly in the show notes, adele at adelejohnsoncoaching.com or you can head over to my Instagram and send me a DM and just say, hey Adele, I've just listened to the pitfalls of New Year's resolutions episode and I would love your breakdown of what I have to do. Come inside there, have a chat with me. Do not be stuck. I am here for you. Have the best start to this year. And I'm sending you so much love and vibrancy. You've got this. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.